All right. Well, good morning. Everybody doing good? I like it. I like it. I like it. Well, hey, if you're joining us online, we're so glad you're joining us in that way. And today is just a beautiful day, isn't it? I mean, if you've been outside, it is amazing looking this morning. And so uh, today we're going to uh, continue in our series, uh, Life-Changing Prayers. And I just kind of want to give a little bit of an update. You know, a few weeks ago we were praying uh, for healing. You know, we talked about, you know, praying for healing. And uh, I had a couple of messages this past week that came in. I just want to share these with you guys because our prayer team has prayed for some people. But I had a lady message me who's been battling cancer for a good good while and um, was not even given a long time to live. I mean, when, and she found out she had cancer back in 2013. She was given like three to six months to live. And anyway, she's still around. And she got a great report this week. And she just sent me a message. She goes, I, I serve a miracle-making God. So her doctor even said... This is a miracle. How about how cool is that? So let's give it up for God on that and what He's doing. And then we had another lady who's battling uh, cancer as well, who got a, a, a good report. And uh, you just go, you know what, God, thank you for what you are doing. So here's the thing: we will pray, we'll pray for healing. Like right now, I've got an uncle that's in the uh, hospital. His name is uh, Jim. We call him Big Jim. It's Big Jim Mazingo. And uh, and so anyway, he's battling. Uh, he's in the hospital. So we've been praying. I've been messaging back and forth with my cousin. And so we'll pray for healing, but sometimes we we, we're hesitant to pray for God's blessings in our life. And so today I want us to pray about, talk about how we pray for opportunities. You know, because oftentimes, you know, God wants to give us an opportunity or we want to do certain things or we're praying about it and we go, well, I feel selfish praying for that. We'll pray for healing. We'll even pray for other people. You know, this morning, you know, our, our prayer team's gathering in the back. We're praying for God to draw people here that, that someone will hear the gospel today and respond. We're praying for the lost to be saved. But we have this tendency sometimes to hesitate on this. And we know that we're to, we're to walk in humility. We know that. And so we're to walk in humility. But there's nothing wrong with asking God for his blessings. And so I want us to kind of unpack that today on how to pray for opportunities. So there's a prayer called the Prayer of Jabez. And, uh, Bruce Wilkinson wrote a book uh, on this a few years ago, back in 2000 for the National Day of Prayer. And anyway, so he gave this book. He only had a few, like 300 copies of it, but it kind of took off. And then it went kind of national. It went everywhere. And then it also kind of got to the point of where it kind of got twisted into, it became more of a, really a, a poor doctrinal teaching, not from his point of view, but what other people did with this. Well, here's the thing. I'm not a prosperity preacher. I want to be clear. I don't believe that, you know, that we, we just, uh, we tell God what to give us and stuff. That's not the way I believe. But I do believe that God wants to provide for us. Does everybody understand that? So I'm not a prosperity preacher. I don't believe in that. I believe that God wants me to prosper. I believe that God wants to bless me. I believe that God wants to bless me so I can be a blessing to others. I believe he wants to do the same thing in your life, right? And so we, we can't have this mentality that we, we kind of you know, go through the drive-thru and tell God what we want. He's got, to, he's got to do what we say. That's not how that works at all. I don't even know where people get that from. But the thing is, is, I love this prayer. And so there was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. So number one, it starts off right there that it says that he was honorable. You know, in other words, there was there's qualities about him, you know, that uh, that uh, the people around saw there was something about him. God saw that as well. And God sees what how we treat people. He sees how honorable we are, whether or not we line up with his word or his teaching. And his mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. Isn't that a nice uh, name to, to get? You know, your, uh, your name, your name for the pain that you caused. There's some of you in the room. You may have a name like that. I don't know. But uh, it says he was the one who prayed uh, to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. And so there's a lot in this. And I want us to kind of unpack it a little bit today. Uh, but there's the first thing I would say is this. Is, you know, Jabez makes it very clear who God is to him. 
He's the God of Israel. You know, God, Jabez states God's lead, his lordship and his headship over his life. And so I think for us, it's important for us when we come in to pray for something, is number one, we acknowledge who God is. We're to enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise, acknowledging who he is, right? That's what we do. That's the songs that we sing when we come in. We're doing that. We're praising him for who he is. And so one of the things I think that, ha- you know, that we have to nail down on the front end of our prayers, and you may be here, sitting here today, you know what? Good. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for God's blessings today. Well, let's start here with who is God to you? I think we have to ask that question. Who is Jesus to you? You know, and so he's stating his, his lordship and his headship that, you know what? God, you're over all things. You're the God of Israel. And so God, you know, he's, he's submitting to that. And, and we've got to ask ourselves, have I ever come to that point of submitting and surrendering to who Jesus is? Have I asked Jesus to come into my life to be my, my Lord and Savior? And there's a song that Phillips Craig and Dean does that talks about God's favorite song of all is the, is the, is the prayer of the redeemed. It's when one cries out, one calls out for God to save them. And so whenever we can get our mind around the fact that, you know what, that's where it all begins is my faith in Jesus Christ. That's whenever I establish this relationship with God the Father. Then, then from that point forward, I'm part of his family. I'm adopted into his family. I'm a child of God, not just creation of God. And therefore, I can have this conversation with my heavenly Father. And so it all starts there. And so Jabez, he acknowledges who God is. He acknowledges the lordship and the headship over his life. So when you pray, begin by acknowledging who God is. All you're doing is you're you're acknowledging that he is God. You know, he is over all things. He's all powerful. He's all present. Man, he can do anything. And so whenever we come to God in prayer, you know, we we acknowledge who he is. But we have to make that decision about who he is. Before we ever start asking for anything, we've got to go, you know, is Jesus really Lord of my life? Is he really the King of kings and Lord of lords to me? Is he just a religious person? Is he just a historical figure? Or is he really the Lord of my life? Is he who I put my trust in, my faith in, my confidence in daily? You know, we've been in a series for weeks now on prayer. And every one of these prayers, it really begins with this right here. What have I done with Jesus? Have I accepted him? Have I rejected him? Am I still kind of checking him out, kind of weighing him out to see if he's really real and legit? Is he worth putting my faith in? And I'm just telling you, it all starts there. If we really want to be blessed, if we really want to be used by God, we've got to be willing to come to that point of acknowledging who Jesus is. And so when you pray, begin by acknowledging who God is. Jabez asked for God's blessing. Oh, that you would bless me. And like I said, you know, we don't mind asking for healing, right? And we don't mind asking for prayer for someone who is maybe going through a tough time, has lost a loved one. But we often become a little bit hesitant here. And then Jabez was not. He's going, oh, God, that you would bless me. And so really what we've got to be willing to do is say, God, I want to ask you to bless me, and I want to be a blessing to others. I want to be a channel of that. I want to be a conduit of blessing. And so Jabez, he, he asked for God's blessing. I think about, you know, our children, you know, there's times, you know, they, they want to ask us for something, but they're hesitant. And there's, there's times they know not to ask, right? They, they know not to ask because they haven't been doing things. Maybe they haven't been honorable like Jabez was. You know what I'm saying? They haven't been doing the right thing, so they know not to ask. And, we, you know, we were that kid one time, right? But the thing is, is there's times we want to ask our parents for a blessing. And there's, there's parents, you know, we, as parents, we want to bless our kids. We want to bless them. We want to do things in their life. We want, to, we want to help them accomplish their goals. Jabez asked for greater influence. Expand my territory. We're going to unpack this a little bit today. But we, we need to be asking for God to expand our influence, our territory, if you will. And so, you know, I grew up super insecure. I've told you guys my story many times, you know, not wanting to. I, I would take a, I'd take an F on an oral presentation if I had to, if I could pass the class. 
You know, even in college, I was that way. I, you know, I even had to take speech, and I thought, man, I'm, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown trying to do speeches in this class. But, you know, God can take anything, and He can work with anybody. But the thing is, is you know, I'm, I'm praying for God to give me the opportunity to share my faith. I'm praying for God to, to do these things in my life. And I've got to trust God when He opens those doors, right? So we, we ask God, God, give me greater influence. We cannot say, hey, listen, I just want it to be Jesus, you and me, and that's it. That's not, that's not the gospel, I'm telling you. God says, that, hey, listen, he's going to place this, this mission within you, this calling within you, that every one of us in this room are responsible for sharing our faith and leading people to Christ. It's not just Mike. It's not just the pastors. It's not just the evangelist. But every one of us that's a believer, we've got this calling on our life to share our testimony, to share our faith, to share the good news, the gospel with someone. And so as we do that, we pray for God to expand our territory. Here's another one. Jabez asked for God's presence. Please be with me. You know, and we need God's presence. And man, if, if God's not there, I don't want to be there, right? You know, if Jesus is not in the middle of something and, and I, I feel like, you know what, this is void of Jesus, I don't want to be there. You know, and so God, we got to say, God, I want your presence. I want your guidance. I want your peace in my life. And so God, we're praying for that. So Jabez was asking God for his peace. Jabez asked for God's protection. Keep me from all trouble and pain. And so this is a prayer that we all ought to pray. God, you know, protect me. You know, put a hedge of protection around me. You know, you know make sure that I'm, you know, I'm not going through doors that I don't need to go through. I was talking with Ken Gallion yesterday. Uh, you know, you heard us talking about the crawfish bowl that we're doing for men's night. And, uh, and I want to invite all the men to be there and be a part of that. If you're watching online, man, we want you to be there. And so Andre DeVries is going to be speaking that night. He's from South Africa, an incredible guy. He's, a, he's just a, a cool dude. He's an outdoorsman. He's a, he's a surfer. He surfs where the great white sharks are at. He does all this. But, man, he is a life that has been changed and transformed by the power of the gospel. And, uh, and so he's coming. But the thing is, is he has to, uh, he has to pass some, some physical exams there in South Africa to be, be able to, to get on a plane to come here. So it's been tons of people praying for Andre to get... You know, the right people. So he has to meet with the embassy. He has to get approved for all this. And so he's going before them. He's got to do this physical exam. And then he's got to get back in front of the embassy in the right time. And so, you know, Andre's a little anxious about it. And so Ken Gallion, who's a partner with him to, to bring him here to America, he said, uh, he said, listen, Andre, he said, if the door is closed, we're not going to push against God. He said, but you know what? If it's not the right time, it's not the right time. And just having that mentality to go, you know what? We want God to be all over this. And so there's times we're praying for stuff and we're going, God, I want you to do this and it's not happening. Maybe that God's saying, hey, listen, that's not where I want you. That's not what I want you to do. That's not what I want you to be about. So understand, you know, whenever we pray these things that we're praying for, it's not for my wishes and wants. It's for God's will. We're going, God, I want your blessings, but I want it to be your will. I want to be in the center of your will. So we've got to, we've got to get our mind around how to, how to pray for opportunities. Praying for opportunities to provide for my family. That is a responsibility for us. And so if you're a dad, especially, or, you know, mom, you're a single parent, mom, you got to pray for God. Give me the ability to provide for my family. Even children, sometimes, you know, maybe you're in a tough situation where you've got a single parent mom and she needs help. You know, you need to pray. God, show me how to provide for my family. We've gotten in an entitlement mentality and culture right now. But I'm just saying there's times that we need to contribute for the family and make sure that the family's uh, needs are being met. Not the wants, but the needs, right? And so we need to pray for opportunities to provide for our family. Look at what it says here. But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. This is Paul teaching, you know, Timothy here. And he said, hey, listen, man, you, you've got to understand this is important. So we need to ask God, God for a job. I believe that, you know, uh, working is a blessing. I know some people look back in the, 
into uh, Genesis and they go, wait, wait, you know, they were cursed, so they had to work the ground. No, no, no. Working is not a curse. And let me be clear. The ground was cursed because it's got thorns and, and bristles now and, and everything and thistles. But we've got to understand that working is a good thing. I know in our culture right now, it seems a little bit crazy, right? I mean, nobody can seem to get anybody to want to work, but we should want to work. And I'm telling you, every one of us should want to work. Now, some of you guys are going, man, I want to retire. And I get that. But we should want to work. Number one, we are to work as unto God is what Scripture teaches, right? So you may, you may say, well, you know, I don't like my job. Well, then pray for a new job. Pray for a job that you do like, that you do enjoy going to. You know, I've heard people say this many times, you know, you know do something that you love doing and you'll never feel like you're working. Right. But the thing is, is we should want to work. We should want to do our job. We should want to do it well. And we should want to be the best employee that we can possibly be. And we want to do it in such a way that it brings honor and glory to God. So maybe you're here today and you're unemployed. You go, Mike, man, I've been praying for a job. Well, you know what? Maybe you need to knock on some other doors. Maybe you need to look in a different direction. Because maybe if the one job that you're wanting is not there, maybe God's got a different plan, right? And we've got to be willing to say that. Go, God, you know, it's whatever you want, your will, not my wishes and wants, but God, your will is what I desire. So ask God for a job. Ask God for the right kind of job so that you can provide for your family. Maybe a job that pays more. You know, ask God for strength to work. You know, there's times you ever, you know, get up in the morning and you go, I don't want to go to work. I did that this morning. Y'all know that? I'm just kidding. I didn't. But I'm just saying there's times you, you, you get there and you just lay there and you go, man, I don't want to get up. I really want to sleep a little bit later or whatever. But then you realize, you know what, I have responsibilities. I have a family to provide for. I've got bills to pay. I've got, I've got things I need to do. And you know, and it's really not about me. It's about me putting others first. And God, I'm asking you to give me the strength and the focus and the determination and the motivation to get up and go to work today and to work as unto you, not as unto man. And so whenever we ask God for a job, we ask God for the right job. And we ask God for, you know, for maybe more, more money. Nothing wrong with asking for more money, but here's the thing, you better earn it. What we often want is we just want more, more money, but we want to work less, right? And that's usually the way our mentality is. But if you want to earn more, you're going to have to take on more responsibility. I remember my dad, you know, uh, used to have opportunities to come up. He was a piping designer for Brown and Root down, at, down in uh, McIntosh, Alabama. And uh, he would often get opportunities to take a, a lead position. And I would be like, why didn't you take that? He goes, I don't want the responsibility. And I was like, well, at least he's honest, right? And so that's some of you guys. You might say, well, I, want, I want to make more money, but you don't want to take on the responsibility. And, the, you know, and, and oftentimes maybe more work because you like the easy life. And you go, you know what, I don't want it, but I want more money. Well, here's the thing, sometimes you have to earn that. And we should earn a good wage. Scripture even teaches us that. So ask God for strength to work. Ask God for an idea for a business. Ask Him to give you an idea for a business. And I, I believe, like I said, that God speaks through visions and dreams. And sometimes, God, you know, He'll give you an idea for a business. There's a guy, you know, I don't know if there's any, any archers in here. I know there's a few guys that like to archery hunt and stuff but there's a guy that uh, started a little business called matthew's bows and uh it is you know for the longest it's, it's been at the top of the heap in archery for years and the guy that started that was laying in bed one night and god gave him a dream of a design of a cam that went on that bow and he got up and went in and you know wrote down everything that god kind of spoke to him about but he'd been praying god i need you to give me the idea i need you to give me the the deal. So he took that idea and he created a business that became an empire really in the archery world. But he prayed for that. And, and so he, he's a spiritual-minded guy. And he's, he's like, God, I want to do this. And I had a friend of mine that used to uh, be on the pro staff for, for Matthews. And 
He said whenever he would bring, this guy who started this business would start, he would bring all the, you know, the pros in. He said, man, they would have praise and worship, and they would have incredible teaching from God's Word. And then they would do the business of, of the, uh, the company. And so here's a guy who prayed for an idea, prayed for a business, and God blessed it. And he gets to you know, be a blessing to so many people in a lot of ways. Gives a lot of money away. And so he became that conduit. So ask God for an idea for a business. So God wants to bless us, but he, he is often waiting for us to ask with the right heart. Um, you know, like I said, we can come to God with the wrong heart. We can come to God, you know, with the wrong motivation, the wrong attitude, uh, with sin in our heart. And so God is waiting for us to ask. You know, there's times with my children, you know, if they'll ask, you know, I'll, I'll do it. But if they've got to ask the right way, just being straight up, you know. You know, don't come in here with an attitude because it probably ain't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But you come in here with the right kind of heart, man, I want to bless you. And, and so we've got to ask with the right kind of heart. Look at what it says here. You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. That sounds like something that happens whenever someone passes away. You know, I'm just telling you, if you've ever seen people at the end when someone loses, you know, someone dies, there's a family member, oftentimes the family will literally do this. They will fight and scheme. And I've, I've seen the worst of things whenever someone has left this world and they did not leave a will. And even whenever they leave a will, sometimes the family will fuss and fight over stuff. You know, and they'll say, well, you know, they told me I could have that. They told me I could have that. And then all of a sudden they get in a, a tiff. And oftentimes for years they won't have anything to do with each other. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? Happens all the time. And so what we do is we, we, we're jealous of what others have. We shouldn't be jealous of what others have. That's sin, right? We should not covet what anyone else has or desire what they have. But mean, you know, go, God, thank you for blessing them. You know, and hopefully if God's blessed them a lot, they may invite you over and say, hey, listen, I want you to go enjoy my blessings. And they, get, they let you enjoy it. That's a good thing, right? And so we've got to be willing to say, God, help me to have the right kind of heart. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. In other words, it's not about God's kingdom. It's not about God's will. It's about what you want. And, you know, and we're always wanting. I don't know about you guys, but there are times you, you see this one thing, you want it. And as soon as you get it, you're like, man, that is awesome. All of a sudden, there's something else you want. Anybody else battle that? I mean, you're like, man, this, this is all I want. I don't want anything. But if I can get this, I'll be good. And you get that, and all of a sudden, there's like something else out there you want. And we're always wanting, wanting, wanting for our pleasure. Maybe to get that, that, you know, that, that, that adrenaline going or that, that fluid going, that juice going or whatever that makes you feel like, hey, I got a good deal or I got what I wanted. But it does not last. Things just don't satisfy. Before you know it, we're wanting something else. And we're wanting what someone else has. And we're longing for stuff. Not for God's kingdom, not to be a blessing to someone, not to encourage someone, not to use it for the kingdom uh, so that others might uh, hear the gospel, but for, for pleasure. But look at what it says. It says you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And so Scripture is telling us here that we're to ask for God's blessings, right? And we're to ask for things, but we have to have the right motivation and the right mentality with that. So we're also to pray for opportunities to influence for God's kingdom. That's what, that's what Jabez prayed for. So we pray for these opportunities. He said, you know, again, he said, expand my, my territory. Expand my territory. And so we've got to ask God, you know, God, I don't want to kind of bottle up what you've done. God, I want to tell people about it. There was a guy years ago that would literally, he said, he, he prayed that every day he would have the opportunity to share the gospel with somebody. Every day he would pray for the opportunity to share the gospel with somebody. And so he would walk around looking for someone to talk to just to tell them about the gospel. 
And one night he was, he was down on his knees praying and he'd gone the whole day and hadn't had an opportunity. And he got out and he just started walking the streets and he saw a guy sitting in a carriage and he, he walked up. He said, Hey, do you mind if I talk to you for a minute? And he gets up and he shares the gospel with that guy and that guy gave his life to Christ. And so it's cause he said, Hey, listen, man, God, I want to, I want to expand your kingdom. God, it's about your kingdom. Ask him to give us more influence for his name. It's not for my name. It's not for my sake. It's not for my, you know, my recognition or yours. It is for God. And so hopefully when we get to the end of our life, it won't be that people remember us so much, but they'll remember the Jesus they saw in us, right? When we get to the end of our life and we, hopefully we will have a celebration of life. I tell people all the time, you know, I said, you know, I want my funeral, if you call it, but I really want it to be a celebration of life. I want somebody to celebrate my life, how I lived and what I did. But I do want them to cry a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I want them to cry just a little bit so that they... They, they miss me a little bit, but really, I want them to be able to go, you know what, I saw Jesus in him. That's my desire. And I hope that would be all of our desires. Man, we want people to go, you know what, man, I could, I could tell that he loved Jesus. I could tell that she loved Jesus. And you could see Jesus in them. And that's what we hope to get to the end of our life and experience. So ask God to give us more influence for his name, and maybe that may be a new job. Or maybe you are in leadership. And maybe you do have greater responsibility. And maybe you have a bigger platform. You know, I think about some of these athletes like Tim Tebow. He says, you know what? I want to leverage the platform that God's given me so that I can tell more people about Christ and how he can save them, how he can change them. So in other words, we can't get saved and say, hey, listen, this is just for me and you, God. Just between. No, no. We're to share our story. We're to share our testimony you know, and let other people know what Christ has done in us. Our job is more than a, a way to provide financially. It's an opportunity to influence for God's kingdom. And so you may feel like... Uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm the only believer here in my workplace. That may be for a reason, right? God's put you there to be a light in a dark world. God's put you there to share your faith. God's put you there to maybe hang some scripture on the on the wall. And you never know when someone might walk in and say, Hey, listen, you know, I know that you go to church and everything, but um, why why do you go? And you have an opportunity to tell them, right? I had, I had a lady years ago tell me that she worked in a, a company she said there were no believers in there. She said but there was this one lady who would always come and stand at her cubicle and ask her about some of the verses hanging on her on her cubicle. And she said, I would get to tell her about them. And finally, one day I said, listen, I know you're going through a, a challenging time. Can I pray for you? And she said, yeah. And so they prayed together right there. So that may be why God has you there. It's not just to make money. See, I think sometimes we think our job is just to make money, but it's to be a blessing to someone, to be a light in a dark world. And it's to tell people about the God that we know, you know, that we have a relationship with. So we've got to ask God, God, give me, give me an opportunity to be a, an influence for the kingdom. Not just to make money, not just to make products, not just to, you know, to, to get, you know, get uh, Employee of the Month award, but to be that witness for Christ, that I'm living out my faith in such a way that, man, that I'm influencing others. And then he prays here, please be with me in all that I do, in everything that we do. He, he, he doesn't just kind of, hey, just whenever I'm at church, just when I'm in life group, but God, be with me in all that I do. You know, if I'm coaching a little league softball team or a little league, you know, baseball team or whatever it might be, and you go, you know what, God, I want you to use me as an influence there. I want to make a difference in the lives of these kids. You know, I want to make a difference in the lives of the parents. God, give me that realm of influence. I want to make a difference. So be with me in all that I do. And so here's the thing. To have lasting influence, we need God's presence in our lives. We need that relationship. You might say, man, I would love to be, you know, that person who is able to make an incredible difference in the lives of people. But I'm telling you, you better meet with Jesus first. You'll, you'll, if you're running on empty, if you're just running on fumes, you'll get out there, you'll get in the flesh. Because if you're feeding the flesh way more than you're feeding the Spirit, 
you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna wreck some relationships rather than encourage. And so we've got to be intentional about spending time in God's Word and spending time in prayer and asking God, God, I need you to work in me. God, I need you to change my heart. And the more that He works on us, the more that we spend time with Jesus, the more that people can tell that, right? And, and, and if you're not spending time with Jesus, people can tell that, right? I mean, they can tell if you're not spending time in God's Word. And they can look at you. They can tell by your attitude. They can tell by your language a lot of times. You know, you stop spending time in God's Word. You stop spending time in prayers. It's amazing how salty your language can get. It's amazing how salty your attitude can get. But people are noticing that you have been influenced by being in God's presence. And whenever you get around them, you influence them. And so we've got to ask for that. Here's another one. Pray for opportunities to bless someone. You know, I think sometimes we... We, we do, we will ask for God's blessings, but we're not asking for, for opportunities to bless others. We love to get a blessing. Don't, how many of you guys in here love to get something for free? Raise your hand. Yeah, most all of us do, right? Especially if it's something pretty good or pretty cool. Like you go to a convention center, you're probably walking around stealing every pen that you can, you know, or hey, they got a squeeze ball, you get five or six of those. You don't need but one, but you're going to get all of them, right? I'll take them home to the kids or whatever. Hey, they got, they got cups, I'm going to get a cup or a coffee mug or something like that. And we love to get stuff because we want stuff. And nothing wrong with having stuff as long as stuff doesn't have you, right? You know, nothing wrong with owning stuff. I mean, God blesses people so that we can be a blessing to others. Nothing wrong with owning it. We can look back in Scripture and you look back at Abraham. Man, he owned, he owned, he was like a Fortune 500 company walking around. I mean, he had tons of stuff, but he was a blessing. You know, and, and so we can look throughout the Scriptures. I mean, Jesus called guys who had lots of money, lots of stuff. But, man, they, were, they, they saw it as a blessing, and they used it as a blessing. It's not about accumulating stuff, but it's about utilizing stuff for the kingdom of God. And so pray for opportunities to bless someone. Look at what it says here. It says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. In other words, we're to, we're to love people, man. And we're to serve people. We look for those opportunities to bless someone. For the whole law can be summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. So look for people to bless. Maybe it's a waitress or a waiter. You know, you get an opportunity and, uh, you know, they're going through a tough time. And sometimes you can tell it's been a tough day or maybe they're, they're over, you know, they're, there's too many tables they're having to take care of. And right now that's a common thing. And uh, there's some cool signs out that say, listen, don't, don't mistreat the ones that are working today. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a lot of truth in that. But you see they're going through a tough time. Just say, hey, listen, man, we're fixed to pray for our food. Can we pray for you? Bless them. Pray a blessing over them. You know, and maybe, maybe they didn't do the best service. And maybe the, you know, the cook was the one that was slow. It wasn't your waitress. You give them a bigger than normal tip. You know, you just bless them. Or maybe there's somebody that you, you, know, you see that they're going through a tough time. You just you bless them. And you don't, you don't even have to, they don't have to know it came from you. But you bless somebody. You look for blessings. And so I, I love this. I, I know a lady that prays for God to, to bless her so that she can bless somebody. So she'll go in and she'll do it on certain days, but she looks for somebody to bless. And she'll bless them with a, maybe a, a huge tip. Or she'll just say, listen, God just told me to do this for you. And so maybe what we ought to do is ask God, God, will you change my mentality where it's not about what I get, but it's what I get to give. That I get to be a blessing to someone. I get to bless them financially. I get to bless them by doing something for them or making a meal for them or something like that. And so God, show me how I can love on my neighbor. So we're to be a conduit of, of God's blessing. If you don't know what a conduit is, in other words, God wants to work through you. He wants to work through you to be a blessing. And so we're, we're, we want to receive it so that we can be able to pass that on and bless others. We want to be good at something so that we can 
help others with that, that gift. So we want to become a conduit of God's blessing. So ask God to show you opportunity to serve someone. I remember a, a friend of mine said he would, he would teach his kids. You know, there was a couple of families in, the, in their neighborhood that, uh, that were older that he would literally have him and his boys would go and get the garbage can and, and take it back up to the house. You know, after the garbage had ran, they'd literally take their garbage can back up to their house. You might think, well, that's kind of a small thing, but still it meant something to that person. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, it's catching a door for someone. You know, you, you open a door for someone. You know, we live in a, a rat race now where everybody's always in trying to beat, you know, and get in front of everybody. What if we, what if we were to catch the door for someone and let someone go ahead of us, you know, and, and little things like that. Well, here's the thing. What you're doing is you're modeling that for your children. You're teaching them. It's okay to bless someone. It's okay to let someone be ahead of you. You know, too often we're, we're in this rat race fighting for first place when we ought to be looking to serve. You know, so ask God to show you opportunities to serve someone. Maybe it's to cut someone's grass or, you know, maybe, maybe it's just to go out and pick up trash in your community like we've done as a church. You know, maybe there's someone that needs some help and you have a, a set of skills that could help them. And instead of sitting around on the couch and just watching TV, maybe say, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to do something. I'm going to use these gifts that God's given me. So ask God for those things. And then here's another one. Ask, pray for opportunities to share your faith. I think we should pray for this daily, like the guy I was talking about earlier. We should pray, God, show me somebody that I can share my faith with today. Show me a family member. Show me a friend. Show me a coworker. So, show me somebody. So we should be praying for this every day. That's an opportunity we shouldn't pass up. So Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We've got about three people that are going to be baptized in the next service. And, uh, and so that, what we're doing is we're fulfilling what we call the Great Commission right here, right? But we're to go. It says, therefore, go, right? So as we're going, so as we're doing life, as we're doing, you know, life with people, if we're doing relationships, we're, we're telling people about Christ. And here's the thing, we're to teach them what we've been taught. So in other words, you don't just lead somebody to Christ, get them baptized, and they're good. We're to make disciples. And so the reason we want you guys to get plugged into life groups, and, and we've got the little QR card that you guys can you know, scan that in. You can kind of look through there and kind of get plugged into one. But there are some of you in here that you need to be leading a life group. You're mature enough. You're, you've developed enough. You're far enough along. But, hey, maybe you don't see it as, hey, it's not something I want to do. And it's all about you when it really should be about the kingdom. Say, God, you've given me a house to meet in. God, you've given me knowledge. I have salvation. And you've, given, you've taught me enough of, to be a faithful follower, so I need to be teaching others because that's the Great Commission, right? And so there's some of you sitting here, maybe some of you watching online. You, know, you say, you know what? I need to be leading a life group. Or at least I need to be in a life group. Or I need to be hosting a life group. God's given you a great house, right? Use that house for the teaching of God's Word and for people to connect and build relationships. And maybe just serve them. And, and, and what you're doing is you're serving them by opening up your home. And they're able to come in and maybe just have a little... A couple of snacks, you know what, but they get to talk about the Word of God. And they get to talk about the application of the Word of God. And so God has blessed you. So be that conduit of blessing so that the church can grow. So that there's more and more opportunity for people to connect and build relationships. And so you say, God, I want to be that, that conduit of blessing. And I know some of y'all are going, yeah, but I'll have to clean up the house and I'll have to do this. You ought to do that anyway, right? If I ever want to get in trouble with my wife, I can bring somebody over without telling her. Any other guys do that? And I get in trouble. And I always, and Laurie goes, why didn't you tell me I was cleaned the house up? I said, it should have been cleaned anyway, right? That never goes over well. Never goes over well. And so to me, it looks fine. But for her, it's got, hey, I've got to ramp it up a little bit. So therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 
Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. That's discipleship. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So he's saying, hey, listen, be about making disciples, about making relationships, building relationships. And so this is 2 Corinthians. It says, this means that anyone belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. All right, that's what we're going to see people go through the waters of baptism. That will be on their back. So in other words, forever changed. If anybody has been changed by the power of the gospel and they've put their faith in Christ, and that's a lot of people in this room, that means they have, they've accepted Christ. So look at this next one. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. So God's given us this task, this responsibility, right? All of us to reconcile people to Christ. So what does that mean? That means that we should be, we should be reaching people with the gospel. Our task, our, our assignment, if you will, as believers, is to take the gospel to people. It's to share Jesus with people and to hopefully lead them to become faithful followers of Christ. So I believe there's some of you in this room today that maybe God has said, Hey, listen, I want you to open up your home and become a, a life group host home. I want you to start teaching others what you've been taught. I want you to fulfill the Great Commission. Some of you in this room, you need to be praying about a new job, a new opportunity, whatever it might be. You've got to pray through that. God, what do you want me to do? And you've got to ask God, God, what's that next opportunity? So here's some next steps for us today. Let's take a look at these. The first one, and I think it's the most important one before you, ask, before you pray and think of it. Ask God for His greatest blessing, salvation through Jesus Christ. If we, want to, if we want to pray for blessings, and I'm just telling you, if you're watching online or you're here in the room, it starts with asking Jesus to come into your life, to be your leader, to be your Lord. Asking Jesus to come in, to save you, to transform you, to change you from the inside out. And to surrender your life to Him. Most important decision you'll ever make. And it's the most important prayer you'll ever pray. Because it puts everything else in motion. When we nail down our salvation, when we put our faith in Jesus, it changes everything. And so from that point forward, we're His child. We're part of His family, right? We're co-heirs with Christ. And so when we pray, it's a whole other ball game. And so I want to encourage you, maybe today, maybe right now, that's the decision you need to make. Is to receive the gift of salvation. That comes through faith in Jesus Christ and not by works or deeds or anything else. But it's by faith in Christ and Christ alone. And you say, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I want you to be my leader, my Lord. So that's the, that's the most important step. And then ask God for his blessings each day. Every one of us. Let's, let's ask. God, I want you to bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. God, I want you to bless me so that I can be a blessing to others. And so ask God for his blessings each day. Ask God for greater influence each day. Instead of hiding, instead of being insecure... And going, hey, I don't want anybody to get too close. Maybe we say, God, give me greater influence. Give me what it takes to influence the lives around me and the people that you put in my life. Ask God for it. And then ask God for his presence in your life each day. Ask God, God, I, just, I want you to be in, the, in control. I want you to be in the center of everything that I do. God, I don't, I don't want to run from anything. I want to I be close to you. And here's the last one. Ask God for his protection. God, I need you to protect me. Father, help me to put good guardrails, good boundaries around my marriage, around my kids, around my eyes. God, I don't want to watch some of the stuff that comes in on TV. I don't want to listen to some of the garbage that's out there. God, help me to have some healthy boundaries. And, and some of that, he's going to say, hey, listen, I've already given them to you. You're just not, you're not using them. You're, you're bringing all this garbage into your life. You, and God is saying, hey, listen, you need to say no to some things. You need to turn some things off. You need to, maybe There may even be some people that you have to say, you know what, I can't be around them right now. But God, I trust you. And God, I trust you to change me. I want to ask you, if you would, just to bow your heads and, and close your eyes. And, 
And just ask, God, what is the greatest blessing that I need today? Is it salvation? Because I promise you, God will do everything He can to make that clear. It says that God's Spirit literally draws us close, and He He literally wants to breathe His life into you. So maybe you're here today, or maybe you're watching online, and I just want to encourage you to say, God, I'm asking you to come into my life. Jesus, will you come into my life? Will you save me? And Jesus' answer is yes. Jesus, I confess to you that I'm a sinner. I've messed up. I've blown it. And Jesus, I want to quit living the way I've been living, and I want to live for you. That's repentance. And so if there's confession of sin and repentance of sin, there is salvation if our faith is in Jesus Christ. Not in our works, not in our deeds, but our faith is in Christ and Christ alone. And so maybe that's your prayer today. You say, Jesus, I want you to come in. I want you to live in me. If you just prayed that prayer, we want to know. If you're here in the room and you just prayed the, to receive Jesus by salvation, if you don't mind, just raise your hand and say, Mike, I just prayed to receive Christ. I just, I just asked for the greatest blessing that is known to man. I just put my faith in Christ. I see your hand right over here. Anybody else? Just raise your hand high. I, mean, I, I may not see your hand, but I'm just telling you, God sees your heart. He sees your heart. He sees everything about you. Maybe you did that online. Man, if you don't mind, text us, message us, let us know. We want to walk with you and celebrate with you. Our worship team is going to lead us through a song response. And there may be some of you in the room that you just need to go down and you just need to, you just need to get on your knees. Like I said last week, man, getting on our knees takes it to a whole other level. You can come to the altar. You can ask God for a blessing. You can ask God for a job. Don't just ask Him for money. Ask Him for a way to work. Ask Him for a way to work. I believe God wants to do something special today in somebody's heart. He already has. There's been one that has received the greatest blessing that is known to man. So I want to ask you if you would just to stand. You respond as the Holy Spirit leads. You can come to the altar and pray. The prayer team will be here. They'll pray with you. They'll pray a blessing over you. But everybody just stand. You respond as the Holy Spirit leads.
God is good, is He not? Amen. You guys can be seated. Uh, we've uh, maybe you didn't make it down to the altar. Maybe you just feel like you know what, I, man, I, I'm just I struggle, you know, with walking down in front of somebody. You can go back to the VIP room. We've got a team back there that would love to pray with you and pray over you. And uh, man, I'm thankful for the the profession of faith over here. Y'all give it up for someone putting their faith in Christ today. That's awesome. Life changing. Life changing. Life-changing prayer right there, the greatest one of all to me. Um, you know, at this time, we're going to take up our offering. And, and God has blessed us, hasn't He? He has blessed us as a church. He has blessed us as individuals. And I know sometimes we wonder, we always tend to want more. But, man, we live in America where literally, you know, those of us that have got change in the ashtray and maybe change laying around the house, we're wealthier than most of the world. We just don't understand the perspective sometimes. And so uh, we're going to ask our ushers to come, and they're going to, take up our offering but if you made a decision online if you don't mind uh if you can text that my decision to 94 uh you can do that in here as well or if you will fill out one of these cards you can drop it in there we want to know more about you and know how to pray for you we want to put a bible in your hand if you pray to receive christ and we want to be there for you so let's ask god to bless this offering father we thank you for today and god thank you for meeting with us god and that you care about the details of our lives god god and you want to bless us so god thank you for the blessings you have blessed us abundantly and so god let us be that conduit of blessing help us to god just i pray that we bless the kingdom I pray we bless the church today but god more than that i pray that you'd use us as a blessing in the lives of the people around us this week god show us someone that we can share our faith with today and god thank you for so many blessings thank you for your love for us in jesus name amen as these guys are taking uh, up the offering couple quick things I wanted to cover with you guys. Like I said, men, we've got that uh, that men's night with the crawfish bowl. And y'all pray. I need you guys praying for Andre to, number one, you know, be able to make all the, you know, the, the dates or whatever with the embassy to get, be able to get here. He's going to be traveling all over the uh, southeast and and uh, he's going to be uh, sharing in, in churches and just talking about what God is doing there through Africa for Jesus. It's an incredible ministry. And so he's going to be here. And, uh, you know, he, he would love to uh, be able to just share some things with our men that God has put on his heart. So be praying for that. Every one of you, if you would, be praying for that, if that works out. And God will either open that door, God will close that door. And so God's got a different plan if it doesn't work out that way. And then also, uh, if you guys would, uh, take this out. You've got, a, you've got a QR card there in your in your seat. You can take your phone. You can kind of take a picture of that, scan that, and it'll take you to our website. And there's some life groups that you can sign up for today. You can go ahead and check in there and find one. And this is what I would say, too. I believe there's somebody in this room today, or maybe somebody watching online, that you're supposed to be leading and hosting a life group. You just haven't had the courage to do it yet. So here's the thing. I believe that God oftentimes gives us lots of opportunities. We pray for opportunities, and He answers prayer. Amen? We just don't have the courage to take the step. And so I believe that some of you here may be going, you know what, that, that's, that's what I need to do. So you, you guys just need to contact Pastor Brandon and say, hey, listen, I need to get with you about this and take that step of obedience. And, and the reason I say that... I can remember years ago, I prayed for an opportunity to share with my dad. When I got saved at the age of 19, I knew that my dad was lost. I started praying for an opportunity to share the gospel with him. You know what God did? He gave me opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, but I didn't have the courage to do it. And then finally one day, I was able to get out just a few words. I was like, Daddy, do you know where you'll spend eternity? He goes, probably hell. I said, you know, you don't have to. He goes, yeah, I know that. And that's all I could get out. But here's the thing. I had the opportunity over and over and over. So I'm telling you, God is going to give you guys opportunities. But I'm praying that you'll have the courage to trust Him. And you'll have the courage to be obedient. And so sometimes that takes a lot. Sometimes it takes a lot. 
I want to uh, share something. I want to ask Wes to come up here. Wes has an incredible opportunity, and uh, we love Wes. Uh, this is Wes Willis and his wife Michelle and all their kids. I got a bunch of them. And uh, but Wes has an opportunity. He has a, a business that is doing extremely well. It's exploding. That's a good thing. That's a that's a blessing, right? And so it's a blessing for him and his his family. And then also Wes is, as you guys know, leads Russia Fools and. Uh, the doors have opened back up. People are doing stuff and venues and concerts and stuff. And so he feels like that's where God wants him to be. And so I want to let Wes kind of share with you guys. Go ahead. Hard decision. Hard decision to, to move on from the season at Journey. But our family is better because we've been here. Thank you, Pastor Mike, for the opportunity to come and serve here. I've told him over and over the things I've learned being on staff has been uh, something amazing. Hard news to share. It's been hard to share with our worship team. Uh, for sure, but uh, God is faithful. We pray all the time with our kids every night that God would, would bless what we've been doing if we're not in His will to be in it, but to bless the opportunities. And we ask for opportunities, and He's given us more and more. And so we want to be obedient. We want to show obedience uh, to the Lord for our children and for all in our lives as well. So we just want to say real quick, just it's been one of the greatest honors of my life to be your worship pastor for the last year and a half or so. I've loved every minute of it. Praying for you guys, love you guys, and I've asked if I could come back and lead when Anytime. when you need me to come back. And Again, I'd love to be it. So thank you guys for letting me be. We don't want to see him go anywhere, but I want him in God's will. So come here, I want to pray for you guys. I want, let's just, uh, if y'all would, just pray for uh, Wes and Michelle. Father, we thank you for these guys. We pray for your blessing on their family. God, we thank you for the opportunities that you've already given them. And God, the courage that they're taking to, to chase those and go after those dreams and those visions that you've given them. And so God, I just pray for you to bless their family. I pray for uh, them to continue to trust you with every opportunity. And God, we know that there's somebody that's supposed to lead worship here. It's their opportunity. And so God, we just we pray for that. And God, thank you for, for loving us. Thank you for uh, just putting people in our life, even if it's for a season. God, we love you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.